Welcome to Electropreneur Secrets. I'm Clay Newmeyer. This is my esteemed co-host, Joseph Lucani. Listen, we're two master electricians with business addictions. We get stuck on this thing, and that's why we keep showing up five days a week to help you guys take forward action and see big results in your company as we help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. Joseph, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing amazing, man. I love doing these podcasts with you. They feel like they almost energize me. Who would have thought the electric podcast gives you a charge, right? Yeah. And we were just saying before in the pre-show, maybe because it's garbage day, maybe it's blue skies, pink clouds this morning. Oh man, fantastic start. I'm feeling the energy. Can you hear it? I love it. I was going to say, I love the vibe that we're putting out. I mean, you could definitely hear when your energy's up. So perfect. please keep bringing it. Keep bringing perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. What are we talking about today? This is an important one. All right. What we're talking about is when the customer says something that immediately knee jerks a feeling like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be getting other quotes today. Or just so you know, I'm, you're the first, I'm getting three other quotes. Or, hey, this is a free quote, right? You, you do free estimates, right? Love that. Well, I mean, you love it. I mean, love, it's a great question, but literally just saying it is like making me almost boil because I can remember all the times I would show up to homes and hear those things. Yeah. Why? I mean, let's drill down a little bit. Why is this nails on the chalkboard? Why is it so bad? So from the uninformed perspective, what it is, is we're hearing, you're not selling anything today. This is a waste of time. They just want to get my numbers. They're just going to give my estimate to someone who's going to do it cheaper. And you start replaying that in your head and start imagining all these horrible scenarios of, yeah, they're scheming against me. They want me and they want to get someone else. Some tank top Terry is going to show up and take my job. Tank top Terry, that bastard. I know, right? He's everywhere. Every part of the country, there's a tank top Terry. Yep. Handyman license, right? Mm -hmm. No permits. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Rock and roll. The thing is, though, that's what we're imagining is happening. That's not necessarily what the customer's saying. What we're thinking and what they're saying are two separate things. So let's break that down a little bit. When you get to the door, you haven't even really introduced yourself yet. And the customer says, well, Joe, it's nice to meet you, but I just want to let you know we're getting three estimates. The best thing to ask is, well, Clay, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. But can I call a quick time out here? I haven't even stepped in. What are you hoping to communicate by telling me that? Do you know how many times people just stared at me like, uh, um, I guess I just want you to know that I don't want you charging me a lot. And like they have to like realize it themselves. And they're like, oh, I'm like, well, have I implied that we're going to charge you more than is necessary? Which I was just going to bring it back and just back to this knee jerk concept of mm-hmm. where people are really at and how much of this is happening, happening subconsciously. In yesterday's podcast, I asked you, you know, how many times have you blinked during this episode? How many times have you breathed in and out during the episode? So, so much, 90% of what we're doing, maybe 95% is subconscious. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to point out that what's happening there is subconscious too. And I don't feel like that is enough to say, I don't want to work for this person. Correct. You're 100% right. The thing is, is that we, for some reason, we believe that this customer has a malicious intent. And that's not the case. 
nine times out of 10, I'm not going to lie. There are some people that are just there to waste your time. They're looking for the bottom barrel that those people exist, but they're not the majority. They're the a minute minority, if anything else. So what is this customer trying to imply? What are they asking for? You don't know. The only way you can know is by asking. So I appreciate you sharing that with me, but if you don't mind me asking, what are you trying to tell me? Or what are you trying to communicate with me by saying that? I haven't even stepped in the house. I love that. And I love that uh, for a couple of reasons. One big one though I want to point out is people are notoriously bad at communicating. It is the one thing. If we were all better at communicating, you would have so much more success, right? Because the reality is most of us are leaving jobs with um, this problem in the wake that is, I don't actually know what happened. I don't actually know what they were really thinking or what they actually did. Mm -hmm. End up in ghost mode or whatever. Not to take us on too much of a tangent, but that communication piece, if we could just be the leader of communication in this and get to the core the root cause of those communications, as you're saying, will be mm -hmm. so much better off whether we get the job or not. Correct. Because then once we've asked that question, what we're doing is we're almost like jarring the customer in a way. Because if they're answering in a subconscious state and we allow them to just gloss over it, when do they break out of the subconscious? Unfortunately, there is actually a known time. If you don't break them out of subconscious, the only time they will is when they see your number at the end. And you don't want someone waking up then where they're just like, everything's like, oh, la -di -da, it's all fine. And then suddenly, what, $6,000? No, that's outrageous. I've got a neighbor who'll do it for less. And now they wake up and they're vehement. They're like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. And Ron actually confirmed this in the group. He said, hey, this scenario uh, tends to play out towards the end of the visit for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. The reason why I love the process so much is because it's meant to eliminate objections before they come up. And this is no different. Like if a customer says, so you give free estimates, right? What are we thinking? Usually it's, oh, I know they don't want to buy. They're not moving forward today. That's not true. In fact, there was just something that came up in RSS today, which was, well, the customer called me on Friday and said, hey, it's a free estimate, right? It's a free estimate. It's a free estimate. And he eventually moved it to Monday. And when he followed up on Monday, it was, oh, we already got it taken care of. And the thought was, well, they must have gone with someone cheaper. I disagree. I personally think that we could have asked, well, I, yeah, I do understand what you're asking and I want to help. But if you don't mind me asking, yeah, it's a free estimate. But when were you hoping to get this accomplished? Love that question. Because if what they figured out, oh, sorry, by all means. I was just going to ask a question. What does that cause them to do? So the thing that happens here is when we say, when are we hoping to get this accomplished? And suddenly, if the customer had said, I don't have a stove right now. I, I can't cook. I can't cook this weekend. And we don't want to order out the entire day. We got to get this fixed. Now it's gone from a, this person is wasting my time to this person needs my help and doesn't want to pay to cycle through contractors. They know they need it, but they're not looking to pay for services that they're not going to receive. And can you really blame them for that? No. So by humanizing the customer and saying they're not the villain of the story, 
They're just the character. In fact, they're the most important character. You're the unimportant character in the story. If anything, you're the narrator who's just guiding them along, but it's their story. You get to play a major role if you're up for the challenge. Amen to that. Because I don't think there's nearly enough people who can take active effort and say, you know what? I have control over this call. If I know what I'm doing and I'm willing to be honest, forthright, and intentional in the things that I'm saying. And let's deal with the root cause here, really. I mean, it's fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And that's bred into us. We're human. And the reason that's important is because thousands of years ago, Bob went in the cave and a saber tooth ate his leg. It's important mm -hmm. that we don't go back to that cave. It's important that we get our heart rate up, get our blood flowing and are ready for a cardi cardiovascular activity to survive to this level mm -hmm. of life. Correct. But, but this point in the sales process is like you mentioned, it's, it's a type of objection and it's subconscious at this level. They don't even know they're really objecting or what to until you call it to attention. So the point I want to drive home is this is not a threat. You have to train yourself to understand this is not a threat. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to show them that they're acting out of a framework that's broken. That's completely right. And you lead that with questions. And if you can keep yourself from fight or flight, then you'll keep yourself from that skip of a heartbeat and recognizing, oh, finally, finally, I'm prepared for this. Can I offer something that might help people get out of that fight or flight? Love it. Action time. My favorite. All right. So the bare minimum action, if you were going to say like, what is the bare minimum that someone can do in these circumstances? It's simply just saying, I'm going to roll up to this call and this customer is not the enemy. I'm here to serve them at the highest level and I don't know them. Simply just saying, I don't know this person and I want to help them because they want my help. When you can think of a scenario and you walk to the door and instead of thinking this person's cheap because their grass is three feet and their driveway is all torn to shreds and there's tarps on the roof. Instead of thinking that this customer is the enemy, think, man, this customer really might need my help. That's the bare minimum action because it's simply just a mindset change. But mindset change, uh, changes are one of the most powerful things you'll ever do. Right. Mm -hmm. If you look at this as a filter for all outputs that you have in your life, then how much impact can changing this filter have on your life? Again, so I don't mean to downplay it by saying it's not impactful, but the all-star action is something you can actively do that will break you out of that subconscious state that I found immense success with. Have you ever heard of diaphragm breathing? Yeah. So there is actually a concept where if someone asks you a question, we have this knee-jerk reaction to want to immediately respond to it. The problem is, is that if you don't have a pre-framed response, you stumble and your heart rate goes up because it recognizes stress. So what you can do is when you get a question that is little too much for you to really like, almost like, what was that? What I found worked was smile. Just like it's like a little smile or, and then I take a deep breath through my nose, through the diaphragm, just so let's look at that, or let's talk about that together. But the th reason why it's the all-star action is the more pause you can introduce between answering a question, you're also initiating an emotional response in your customer.
Because let's say someone comes to you and says, I'm just getting three estimates today. And you go, they want to give you something. They want a reaction, don't they? They want you to say something in return. But by just getting one to two seconds pause before responding, you'll find they'll actually fill that gap. And they'll start to give you a reason why they're getting estimates. And the fact that you're doing a diaphragm breath slows your heart rate. So now, instead of it being the customer in control, you're bringing it to an even playing field where now your heart rate's okay. And they're now lowering to say, all right, let me explain why. Because I don't want to upset this person. So the all-star action is just introduce a little pause, just a little bit into your statement and calm yourself. When you're calm, you're truly calm, you can respond rather than react. I love that. It's a proactive approach. I love that. And for those of you listening that can't see us live in the Facebook group right now, I'll just tell you, I'll describe what I just witnessed on Joseph's face was nothing short of a friendly face taking a second before happily answering a question. It didn't look like a nervous twitch. It didn't look like, oh, we got to hit the reset button here, right? That smile, breathe through the nose and taking a second just looks like, hey, I'm happy to answer this. And so I'm going to take my time and slow it down and make sure I do so thoroughly. Love Thank that. For that. Well done. Thank well you. done. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us. That's all we have today. That was a nice brief little one, but very impactful guys. Remember you could take action on this stuff today. Do not delay. You will see results. We're seeing those results come in every week on our Facebook group. Um, this is the Electrepreneur's Success, the Electric Podcast. I'm Clay Newmeyer. This is my co-host Joseph Lucani. As always, we're here five days a week, and we cannot wait to be here with you again for tomorrow's episode to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. Cheers to your success. We'll talk again soon. Take care.